0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 977, and we're looking at Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 19. Let's read our passage. The next day they went out from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to find out if there was anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and he went into the temple and began to throw out those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He would not permit anyone to carry goods through the temple. He was teaching them, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of thieves chief priests and the scribes heard it and started looking for a way to kill him, for they were afraid of him, because the whole crowd was astonished by his teaching. When every evening came, they would go out of the city. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark's given us this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. It began with the Galilean ministry, Jesus traveling through Galilee, teaching and healing. Then he had a Gentile ministry. And then began the journey to Jerusalem. Now they're finally at Jerusalem. Last time we saw the triumphal entry where Jesus was acting out Zechariah 9:9, riding into town on a colt, a symbol of humility, a passage of scripture that clearly understood to be messianic, and the crowds there were reciting Psalm 118 and Say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Then he went into the temple. He looked things over and then went to Bethany for the evening. Now, this is the final week of Jesus's life. He came into town on Sunday. We call that Palm Sunday. And now it's Monday. He's spending each night in Bethany, which is a couple of miles outside of Jerusalem. So we pick it up in chapter 11, verse 12 next day, so now it's Monday, when they went out from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to find out if there was anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Well, this is a confusing passage here. The the issue is, okay, you see a fig tree, we'll go see if there's figs on it, and you don't find any, you're disappointed. But Mark specifically adds, it was not the season for figs. So there shouldn't be any figs on it. Yet he seems mad at this fig tree and curses the fig tree, he says, No one may reap fruit from you again. Then we'll see in the next passage that past the fig tree and it will be withered because of Jesus's cursing of it. It was, seems like just a little. Is fit that Jesus is having because there's no figs, but there's not supposed to be any figs on it. So what's going on here? Obviously, that's not the issue. Not denying he is hungry. Not denying he does say, hey, let's see if there's any figs on that fig tree because it is early for figs. Now, this is the week of the Passover feast. The Passover generally is in April. Fig trees lose their leaves in the winter, and they get their leaves March. But the fruit doesn't really ripen until June. Now, there could perhaps be some early figs on it by this point in time, but they wouldn't be very good to eat. So you shouldn't really be expecting to have figs that are edible on this thing. Obviously, there's more to this than just simply Jesus is mad at the fig tree. Well, as is often the case, Jesus tells parables to make a point. Sometimes he acts out the parables. Pretty much saw that last time with Jesus sending his disciples into the town to get the colt of a donkey so he could ride it into town to act out Zechariah 9.9. 9. Well, here he's doing another acted out parable. So background, there's several places in the Old Testament that the fig tree is used as a metaphor for Israel. And quite often it shows up in periods of judgment where God is chastising Israel for not producing the fruit that should be expected and the imagery of a fig tree is used. Jeremiah 8, Hosea 9, Joel 1, Micah 7 are places where you see this fig tree imagery used for Israel. In fact, we look at Micah 7, one. How sad for me, for I am like one who, when the summer fruit has been gathered after the gleaning of the grape harvest, finds no grape cluster to eat, no early fig which I crave. So here pronouncing judgment on Israel because it hasn't produced the fruit that he desires. And often producing fruit is used as a metaphor for doing what you're supposed to be doing. And Israel falls short. It's not bearing the fruit that's desired. In Jeremiah eight thirteen, God is pronouncing judgment on Israel. I will gather them and bring them to an end. This is the Lord's declaration. There'll be no grapes on the vine, no figs on the fig tree. Even the leaf will wither. Whatever I've given them will be lost to them. So this is God pronouncing judgment on Israel's leaders. It has to do with the fruit, the figs. So, That's got to be at play here. The idea of the fig tree represents Israel, and Jesus is pronouncing judgment on Israel for not bearing fruit. So, the issue is not he's mad at the fig tree and having a hissy fit, he's using this fig tree as an object lesson from a distance. It looks like it should have figs on it, but when you examine it, you see it doesn't have figs, and figs were desired so the fact that it's not the season for figs doesn't so much mean it's an unreasonable demand it means this is a great time to use a fig tree as an object lesson about israel not producing fruit verse 15 they came to jerusalem and he went into the temple and began to throw out those buying and selling he overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves he would not permit anyone to carry goods Through the temple. When we talk about the temple, nobody's going into the building. The the temple building itself is not that big of a building, and only priests went into it. And even then, only the high priest went into that inner chamber one day a year. So priests did some duties in the temple. The sacrifices were actually done out on the porch of the temple. And then you had all the courts surrounding the temple. You had the court of men up close to the temple itself. Then beyond that was the court of women. Then beyond that was the court of Gentiles. So Gentiles could come to the court of Gentiles. That was the largest area outside of the temple itself. But it's within the temple complex. It was part of this grand, elaborate temple area. But it's the time of the Passover. The people are there to make their periodic offerings and sacrifices at the temple. And you're allowed to purchase an animal for a sacrifice. If you live nearby, you bring an animal and have it sacrificed at the temple. But if you're traveling, you would sell your animal, take the money, and then purchase an animal near the temple, and then take that animal for the sacrifice. So all these people selling animals for sacrifices and set up shop in the court of Gentiles. That's what Jesus is objecting to. Not the fact that people are buying and selling, it's that they're doing it in the temple area. And they've basically turned what should be a holy place, a sacred place, into more of an open-air bazaar. Verse 17, he was teaching them, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves? So, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. That's from Isaiah 56, 7. Key there, house of prayer for all nations. Nations, same word as Gentiles. And specifically, it's the court of Gentiles that's been turned into this open-air market. And Jesus is upset about this, that this is a place where Gentiles can come and pray and worship. This is as close to the temple as they're allowed to get, but it's been turned into this market. But you've made it a den of thieves. That's from Jeremiah seven eleven, Verse 18. The chief priests and the scribes heard it and started looking for a way to kill him. They were afraid of him because the whole crowd was astonished by his teaching. All right, this shows the seriousness of what he's doing. It's not just he's creating a ruckus. People are paying attention to him. He's challenging their authority. He's challenging everything about them. And this is very closely tied to the cursing of the fig tree. Jesus pronouncing judgment on Israel. You're not producing the fruit I desire. You don't measure up to my expectations. And I'm pronouncing you guilty. He's doing a similar thing in the temple where he's pronouncing judgment the practices of the temple, unacceptable. And as the chief priests are noticing, people are paying attention to him. And so they're plotting a way to kill him, to get rid of him, because he's a challenge to the way they think things are supposed to be, and challenge to their authority. They're afraid to do it right now, because the people wouldn't stand for it. There would be a riot. But he is having an effect on people. Verse 19. Whenever evening came, they would go out of the city, go back to Bethany. So it's kind of a three-part story, two parts today, one part next time. Part one is the cursing of the fig tree. Part two is the cleansing of the temple. Then part three will be they go by the fig tree again and notice it has withered. So there'll be some explanation there. And so they're all tied together has to do with God's desire, the fruit of the people. And what's he want? He wants authentic worship. He wants people to know him, to follow him, to love him. And Israel's not measured up. They're doing religious things, but their hearts are far from him. And so Jesus is pronouncing judgment on Israel, cursing the fig tree. And then he's Pronouncing judgment on the practices at the temple with the cleansing of the temple. The next time he's going to be talking about prayer in reference to the fig tree. And that's what he says he desires the temple to be a house of prayer for all nations. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.